I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part, for every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Wait, are you gaming on a Chromebook? Yep. It's got a high-res 120 hertz display, plus this killer RGB keyboard. And I can access thousands of games anytime, anywhere. Stop playing. What? Get out of here. Huh? Yeah, I want you to stop playing and get out of here so I can game on that Chromebook. Got it. Discover the ultimate cloud gaming machine, a new kind of Chromebook. Welcome to Core, everybody. This is Core Video Game Talk from three guys that love video games, and uh, there's no ladies here, and that's probably that's probably sad that there's no ladies here. You know, one day we should we should bring in a a fourth lady or our first lady, and would make us four people, <laughs> four not our fourth lady. Anyway, we'll see. I'm not saying anything. I'm just saying dumb stuff before the show starts. Hey, welcome back to Core. It is March 18th, 2021. And uh, we're back. I'm Scott with Bo and John. John uh, is still a dad. This this happened, and uh, you're doing good. good. I'm glad. Congratulations. That's still, uh, yeah. Yeah. Still be a thing. Real dark day if that changed. Oh yeah, that'd be uh, real bad because you get you get attached to these bad. little ones, and then you never want them to leave, and then one day they're 18 and they move out. So uh, you know, enjoy it while you got it is what I'm saying. Have as much fun as you can, and change all those diapers, and it'll be great. Don't worry about it. Also, Bo I is think here. The problem oh. for me is that. I, there's like a gamer aspect of me that's like, I look ahead on the, you know, what to expect websites, right? And yeah. I go, oh, what's coming up? And it's like, oh, he's going to start vocalizing in a week. And I catch myself doing that thing where it's like, it's almost like unlocking perks in a game. I'm like, oh, we got to get to that. We got to get to that next checkpoint. I want to get there. And then I realize I'm wishing my kid's life away. And I'm like, I shouldn't do that. Yeah. That's yeah. not the right way to handle a child. I should enjoy the moment. And not focus on what's to come. That's a so very that that's a, a very he- that's a healthy revelation uh, that you've had, and uh, I think that that's the right way to do it. Like it'll all come anyway, so don't hurry any of it up. It's gonna be it's gonna be a heck of a ride, and I'm super jealous because I loved it. I loved it when my kids were little. Oh my gosh, it was so much freaking fun. Have I made this clear? I probably have. 
lots of times. And I know I'm known for being way too pro dad, but man, little babies, they're the freaking best. Yeah, they shit everywhere and they barf occasionally and they, you know, they're like, oh, it's got gas. No, it's something else. We got to go to the doctor. Like you have all these moments, right? And they suck. But the end result is so great and it's so much freaking fun. And I'm I'm a little jealous because I don't get to do it again in the same way as I used to. Because I'm old now. Bo, it's your turn. Just kidding. You don't have to have a kid yet. You can, there's time. There's time. Uh, yeah, there's a, some steps ahead of that. <laughs> there's a few steps between now and kid. I get you. I understand how it works. Uh, we're back. We're going to do a show about games and stuff. A few things have happened. Um, I feel like I had a, a year of gaming machinations over the last week that I need to get off my chest and I'll get that I'll get to all of that later because you know I've done this a few times on the show where for whatever reason I get a bee in my little hat and I have to chase down the itch that I have and sometimes it's open world so I play like eight different open world games trying to find the one I want to play the most and sometimes it's um 40k games remember that I played like every 40k game I could get my hands on for like a week and then talked about it on the show got it out of my system and now I'm fine. I don't, I can, you know, I don't need 40 K in my veins. Like I did that week. This is one of those weeks. And this time it's city builders, specifically historical and or future and or apocalyptic. Doesn't matter anything that isn't straight city building. I was into this week and I had to find, and I had to dig and I had, had some revelations, found out about a new thing coming that I'm so stoked about and barely stand it. Like, cannot get enough of that stuff. But I also played one hour of Lust from Beyond. But you're going to have to wait to talk about that in a little bit. I took John's advice and played it. Or wait, was it John that said I should play it? No, I don't remember. Yeah, I did. Okay, that was you. Yeah, I have things to say. So, Lust From Beyond, full review, at least of an hour of gameplay, coming up after this. Okay, so uh, Square Enix did a showcase, and it didn't include uh, Deus Ex, so I immediately said F off and threw the finger. <laughs> okay, then I'm going to skip. I was going to go watch. but uh, uh, No, you, maybe now. you should. I don't know. You and I are both fans of that series, and I think now would have been a ripe time for them to announce something because, um, you know, the, in the wake of the sort of fail launch that was cyberpunk, it might be cool to take advantage of that. People are hungry for that kind of game. Oh yeah. I I mean, I wish it's just, yeah, it's just that they're, it's such a low priority for them in some weird way, you know? Yeah. I don't know why it doesn't meet whatever threshold they have. I think the last one sold just fine. The one before that sold well, I just don't know if it, it doesn't meet whatever magic number some of these companies have now for total sales, but they have thrown so much of their guts behind that Marvel game. And I don't know how that thing's going. John, have you checked in there lately? You have it. Is that a thing you've done? Uh, I haven't. I don't, I never got the impression that it improved all that much. I know they've continued to work on it. They've released two new characters, or at least one is out. One is coming. And I, oddly enough, they're both Hawkeye, which is not a great, thing to do i I mean i i understand how it happens uh there are two hawkeyes in the marvel universe you got kate bishop you got clint barton and you definitely are going to have people who feel more strongly towards one than the other if you're a comic reader you probably like kate bishop more because she's great um and if you're uh, just somebody who watches the movies you're probably like all right i want clint um 
but it's weird that they both came out together. And my criticism of that game across the board has been a lack of originality. You're dealing with the Marvel universe, the Marvel comics universe. You can literally pull from so many characters, so many enemies, so many things. And they've got taskmaster and abomination and Modoc, and that's really all they have as far as villains in that game. And then you go, boy, you guys are just not doing great on variety, but don't worry, we got new heroes coming. Hawkeye and Hawkeye. That's like, okay, what are you guys doing? <laughs> and so they did show a little more of what's coming for that game. Uh, it's Hawkeye. Yeah. And they're doing a whole thing where they go into the future and you're getting to see uh, the Hulk, but it's not... It's it's the future Hulk, the maestro, um, which is a big villain from the comic books. And Taskmaster is back in it. What? They're using Taskmaster. Again. Wow. So they're still doing the exact same thing. I, I think maybe the only thing that was kind of interesting of what they showed is that they did tease at the end that Black Panther is coming after the second Hawkeye. Um, which, you know, finally that's something different, but I mean, I kind of feel like that game is still just not hitting. And I don't know if we're even going to get to black Panther at this point, cause I don't know who's playing it. Yeah. Well, you're not for sure. Um, hardly anyone I know. I don't think anyone I know who had it is, I think a lot of people are waiting to see if it gets better and then they'll get back in or whatever. So maybe it's one of those deals. I mean, the way I look at it, this is at least not as bad as the, um, as the launch and, and aftermath of say something like Anthem, which right. shed everybody. And this still has players. I mean, there are people playing it, I guess, but I don't know, man, I want more. I wish I want that thing to be like when it, when it hits a year, I want to find out that it's awesome. Now that's what I want to find out. Cause that's what these games often do. These loot games or games as a service or whatever, they tend to improve over time. They learn their lessons. They, they patch the hell out of it. You know, Destiny 2 is an amazing game as it is today. Wasn't so true at launch. Um, I think Anthem could have been something had they stuck with it. And they didn't. But had they, I think they would have. So these are clearly difficult games to nail at, at, at launch and have the right treadmill or whatever at the beginning. But they do seem to catch up. And I just keep hoping that one does. So I guess we'll see. Yeah, it's a great concept. I mean, who doesn't want to... Run around as superheroes. Um, Maybe they had a meeting and I said, you know, I know what we need here, Bill. And he says, what's that? Uh, John and Bill said, uh, we need two Hawkeyes. That'll mm-hmm. uh, that'll push us over the edge. That's what we're looking for right now. Yeah. And the whole team went, yeah, man, that and more grinding. How about more of that? Yeah. yeah. They're raising the level cap, which uh, doesn't make a ton of sense to me because the way Marvel's Avengers was padded out level wise is you literally unlocked your entire tree by the time you hit level cap. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't a case of like, Oh, this is going to award more points and that's going to let me unlock new things. You maxed out all your skill trees by the time you hit level cap. So upping that level cap, I guess makes you stronger. Mm -hmm. I I don't know what they're going to do. It's, it's a strange thing. I haven't checked in in a while. It doesn't look like there's enough there where I can really recommend it beyond if you can buy it cheap because you're interested in a good single player campaign Marvel story, it is worth that. But you have to judge if you're going in there in the hopes of playing a cool multiplayer game. I wouldn't, I wouldn't do it. If you're looking to play a decent single player Marvel campaign, I think it does meet that. And it's, it's kind of interesting in that regard. 
Well, they also showed off Outriders, which is already out um, and is a thing people like, I guess. Seems like it's doing okay. Also, Talk seem- about Anthem. Yeah. That game looks like Anthem. It looks like Anthem. Without the ability to fly. Yeah, basically it's it's one of those. Um, a little smaller in overall scope, I would say. But I think that's actually good and serves the game well. I've, I'm curious about it. Like I have like genuine curiosity about playing that, but I just, I haven't bit the bullet yet, so I don't know. Need a little more time, but people like Outriders. It's made by those Bullet Hell or Bullet Storm. Bullet Storm. Yeah, people. Bullet Storm's great. That's a big pedigree. Yeah, that's that dev. Yeah, so. I'm curious about it too. It just looks a little janky, but sometimes games play more fun than they look. So I don't yeah, know. I'm watching some it, footage now, and I'm mm. like, it seems uh, like it could be cool. Um, so the the demo is what's out right now. The game's coming out soon. Oh, that's what it is. Uh, People are playing the demo, and. I think it could be interesting. Again, it's that promise of destiny. You're picking your class. You've got a big, harsh world that you're fighting up against, getting gear, getting abilities, getting mods. You know, it's definitely another destiny, another anthem, all that. But it is a good developer pedigree. Um, and it seems like it could be cool. Uh, I think the hard part about these games is it has to seem really cool to all your friends Everybody has to agree to get into it and everybody has to play it. Although one advantage with this is it's coming to Game Pass. So oh, like on launch at day? At least you have uh yeah, at oh, least you wow. have a built-in audience right away if you have friends who are using that. I didn't know that. So that are they uh, micro well, it's the same team that made uh the second to li- or no, hold on. They made Gears 4. I don't know if they made the new one or not, 5. But I think it's that team. I don't know if that's maybe they're owned by Microsoft. So this Game Pass thing is uh, is why I don't I don't know I don't know. Um, it's oh, it's Xbox say. only on Game Pass, so there's no Game Pass PC. That's interesting. Um, anyway, I'm now I'm more interested because I'll just give that a try. I didn't know that. That's great. I will definitely play that on my ass. I will play on my ass. It looks like Gears of Loot Shooter. Yeah, Gears that's of Loot sort of Shooter. That's what struck me. Yeah. Sure. It's like yep. a Gears of War loot shooter. But basically. it doesn't sound too bad, does it? <laughs> it sounds no, all right. No, not at all. Like, it sounds all right. So I'm curious. Yeah, I am. I am also curious. I will continue to be curious. Let's see. What, what's the release date? Do they have one? Merp, 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 merp. Don't see it. Oh, the combat feels Mass Effect, uh, says the chat. I've heard that elsewhere. That's interesting. John, did you mm. hear that? Mass I can Effect. get behind that. Mm. I don't. I didn't hate the combat in Mass Effect. No, um, you you thought it was up. In fact, you thought it was even better in three, right? Or was it three? Or no, Andromeda. Uh, thought I thought it was, it was great in Andromeda. I thought Andromeda felt great. I thought it was the only good thing about Andromeda. So you know, if it feels like that, shoot. That yeah, why great. not? Uh, New Life is Strange game or or moving forward of that world. Life is Strange, True Colors. I have to admit, I didn't look at that very much. True colors shining through. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Life is Strange is uh, it's a series that I I played the first one. I really liked it. Yeah, I've been interested in everyone that's come out since and haven't played a single one of them. So I, I don't know why, but mm. those games are fine. Those games have their audience. This one seems to be another one of those. You I played got. the first two completely. I, fe- I finished those, but I didn't play the third one that which makes no sense because that kind of finishes everything. And I don't know why I didn't get around to it, but I like them. They were weird. Hmm. Like, yeah, they were like X-Files meets college 
game. I, I don't even. I don't know what the how how you even describe them. They're just really great adventure games, like like a point and click adventure game kind, kind of, thing? of. Except, I mean, you're moving around the world. You're a third person. It's like a fully graphical experience and stuff. It's just a lot of dialogue, a lot of story, a lot of acting, and then making choices that have real ramifications. And then there's a supernatural element to it. I I mean, what from what I played, like I a, really liked it. Is so. it like a Telltale sort of deal? Kind of, sort of, a little more involved. Because so the idea for the first one is that you can take a picture and you can rewind time back to the moment that you took that picture. So there's things where it's like, okay, well, if I know this is going to happen and I take a picture of it, I can go back in time before a thing happens and set something in place to where when that happens it triggers this event. Like there's kind of cool mechanics like that in the first one. I don't really know what the gimmicks are in the other ones in this one. uh, It's that the main character is empathic and can read the emotions of other people. So they know if somebody's angry, they know if they're happy, they, and if the emotions get too high, uh, the main character, it takes on the emotion themselves. So, uh, and it sounds like it's kind of a, maybe a murder mystery to some degree. So, and they're also releasing it all at once. Typically it's a game. uh, The life is strange series comes out chapters at a time. And this is going to be the first one where it comes out entirely when it releases. Oh, interesting. Uh, Speaking of which, so just to, because I was thinking about it, um, we were talking, the last show we did, it was the day before actually the day of uh, a lot of the games past stuff popping as we were doing the show. And so there was, I don't know, <clears throat> 10 or 15 of those games were playable by the time we ended the show. And by Friday, they were all up there. And uh, I, I decided to do something weird. I've kind of been itching a little bit for um, Pillars of Eternity 2 again. Um, I've, just, I've never played that thing to fruition, to completion, but I really like that game. And every time I play it, I like it more. And I have it on PC. And um, so there's no real reason for me to start a new save. But I thought, I want to see how this plays on the Xbox because it is on console. How does that game translate? And uh, I, oh, I wish I had better things to say about it. Cause I really like their games. Um, the obsidian obsidians RPGs are kind of my jam and they all make me feel good. I love outer worlds, which I played a little more of as well. Um, anyway, I got in there and it's the exact same game. And by the way, the load times are nothing on the Xbox. Like for whatever reason, even on an SSD in here, real slow load times compared to an Xbox series X load time. So I don't know what's happening there, but it's still top down. It's still, you know, kind of Baldur's gate style RPG. Uh, but the controller support, it's almost like they just made the whole thing work like a mouse. Not entirely, but there is a lot of this stuff. Like, I don't know how to explain it. Like, it's just half baked the the support for controller and it bummed me out. Um, something like uh, Original Sin Two or Divinity Two Original Sin had really cool controller support, like total like overhaul of the game, a little like Diablo Three did. Very very well thought out. Like yes, we're going to redesign this experience with this interface in mind, and then they, you know, they built a really cool controller scheme around it. That game. Uh, 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 Pillars of Eternity 2 is an amazing game, but that uh, controller stuff sucks. I'm just going to put it out there. I'll just say it. Mm-hmm. Blows. Stick to PC. Stick to PC on that one. Uh, 
I'm also continually annoyed. And if I knew somebody over there, I'd say something to their face. But I'm pissed that uh, The Outer Worlds only runs at a locked 30 frame rate and um, no, no other benefits of the Series X because they just haven't updated it and made it Series S and X ready. And I don't know why. It's a Microsoft Studio now. It's a Game Pass game. It doesn't it have an expansion coming out soon? Are they maybe saving it for the expansion? Oh, maybe that's when is that? <laughs> save saving it? It's just just change it to sixty frames. Yeah, well, it feels I mean, like, I, like, you're not wrong. Yeah. You know, like like open up the settings on your master card, like patch whatever. Like it's not like they have to write a bunch of code. It's in the PC version. I have to imagine they can. Uh, they have some sliders. Just here's your 60 frames. It's yeah. like a day's work. It's super right? obnoxious that they haven't. I don't know why they haven't. There must be some other reason. Maybe they're doing a bigger overhaul of it because it also doesn't have cross-save support, which is insane to me because that is a PC slash console Game Pass exclusive owned by Microsoft game that should have cross-save. It's so stupid that it doesn't have cross-save. Um, so what I was going to do is take those saves that I had been playing on the, on the Xbox thrown to my PC and just do a comparison. Like, all right, well, what's it like over here at 240 Hertz and 120 frames per second and all this stuff. Let's see how it looks. And they don't move the saves over. They'll save between multiple PCs. So those saves are cross saves, but the save between the Xbox and the PC are not there for no reason that I can tell. Cause almost every other game that Microsoft has on there, owns on there, or otherwise bought a studio on there, they all support cross-save. So I cannot figure that freaking out for my life. I got an update for you. All right, the Outer it. Worlds update lifts frame rate caps on PS5 and Xbox Series X. This is oh. from one day ago, uh, saying it might be a good time to revisit uh, because the murder on the Eridanos DLC, uh, apparently along with that, they have released a patch to update it. I am really excited mm-hmm. now. When's this due out? What's the date? Uh, I th- think now. <gasps> Shut up. I think am now. I complaining about a thing that literally they fixed like in the last day? Is that what you're telling me? <laughs> Sounds yeah. like it. Like it, Tuesday. It, this says it's not a full fledged visual upgrade, but the added speed could make a difference in combat frame rate is going up. That's all I care about. Like the game already looks beautiful. It looks great on there. There's nothing wrong with the Xbox version of that game. Um, it just is this locked frame rate and I know it can do better. Oh my gosh, John, I'm so excited. Now you've just made my day. I'm playing this after the show. That's what I'm gonna do. I'm going to eat <laughs> and I'm going to play a video game after core tonight. Woo. All right. Well, forget I brought it up. <laughs> I'm excited. See, I was I'm, right. They just had to change a setting. They yeah, probably, yeah exactly. That game is great. Um, but that's what's so funny is having all that Beth- Bethesda stuff on Game Pass, including New Vegas, which those guys made, uh, Obsidian made, it just made me want to play more Outer Worlds, which is what I'm doing. I think that game's great. Uh, and I want to try that expansion. Although, is the expansion with Game Pass or is that a, do I got to buy that? I wonder. I would think it would be part of Game Pass. I mean, Obsidian's owned by Microsoft. They want to push it. I would think you'd get it, but I don't know. I hope so. It's also the uh, sure. Tomb Raider 25th anniversary. So there's that. Are they doing anything for that? Are we, are we getting like a <laughs> game? releasing a cookbook? Is that what? They're doing other things, but yes, they did announce that they're doing a Tomb Raider cookbook. I don't know what that means. What? Laura Croft, famous for her cooking. Cookbook? Yeah. I have a, a cookbook. Hold on. I'm opening this. 
I've got a D&D cookbook, so I assume it's going to look like this. Have you guys seen a cookbook before? Yeah, that's cool. It's like a book, but on the inside, it's got like recipes. Whoa, I'm waiting. No, I get it. I'm just saying that Tomb Raider, not known for uh, cuisine. D&D, sure. There's a lot of points in D&D where you could say, hey, let's get out some fine cuisine. Laura Croft eating what she just shot with a bow to try and survive, maybe cooked, maybe not. Welcome to the sizzling Shire Grill, John. Yep. And Scott. Yep. Can I can I tell you what today's special is, please? No. No. No, I don't it's want to know. It's the Heartland's Rose Apple and Blackberry Pie. Oh, Lord. I want to point out for people who don't diligently watch when Bo streams, he played Loop Hero, and this is the voice he used for the main character. <laughs> yeah. And as interested as you I was there. in his take of Loop Hero, I couldn't, I couldn't stick with it as soon as I was reading all the lines of dialogue, but the main character, I gave this voice. Are we going to go around and do another loop, everyone? <laughs> Who's this guy? A skeleton. So hold on. Are you is my that, friend? Is all, do all of them? Uh, oh, is it just the, the necromancer? No, I do different voices. Like, uh, like uh, you know, when you first meet the vampire, you're like, hey, I want to suck your blood. Let's be friends. I want to suck your blood. I want to suck your blood. But at the main character, because I, I, I was doing that with Banner Saga, where I just, you know, badly VO all the lines. So in Loop Hero... I made the main air on this guy. <laughs> what is this world I've landed in? Yeah. And why can't they see anything? Yeah, I could see. Anyway. So, John, you didn't stay very long then. You got right out. I could see that. <laughs> well, I tried. I was like, surely he's not going to keep this up through the whole thing. He did. Wow. Uh, and I was trying to keep the baby asleep next to me. And the baby did not enjoy the volume increase that came with the main <laughs> character's voice. So it did not stay on as a soothing background sound. I, love I appreciate you not killing the vibe by being like, Bo, can you stop doing like no one? No, one I assume people were enjoying it. I didn't really, you know, I don't really pay that close attention to how many people are watching, but sure. It didn't go to zero. So I was like, somebody likes it. Yeah. So, yeah. You no, gotta you, have, it's a cool thing. It's a thing. Everybody's got to have a thing. Yeah. Anyways, the, so the Lara Croft. Big old mustache. Yeah. The Lara? Is it Lara or Lara? Lara. Lara. Vela. Vela. Hopskins. <laughs> Thrall. Hopskins. Lara. <laughs> Bab Hopskins. Yeah. <laughs> Bab Hopskins. You know, the old actor that played Mario. Anyways, you know? this is actually an awesome book, by the way. I, I, for our listeners, it's the Dungeons and Dragons Heroes Feast official D&D cookbook. It was a Christmas present this oh, year. Oh, I love that art. I was kind of saving it because I was going to use it in D&D, although I've taken a bit of a break from that, but um it's like a ready-made sort like i could just flip open and offer you guys stuff from the book in like a fake tavern in D. it's actually kind of cool well hold on give it's me also uh, give me real a, recipes give me a um uh, one of the recipes real quick like what's a good one in there uh, okay hang on um just give me a second here like something you just so jump out at you like oh yeah that'd be real good Let's well do you want human cuisine elven cuisine dwarven cuisine halfling cuisine uncommon cuisine or elixirs and ales oh my gosh uh, john help me here um I want elven cuisine. Okay, yeah, let's do some elven cuisine, and let me—I'm going to give you a little bit of ambience here. Um, hold on, we'll do a little bard thing. That's a boring one. Let's do this one. Okay. Whoops. Okay. Okay. The 
bard's going. We're we're at the tavern. Uh, Actually, uh, we open the door. Oh, it's raining outside. Here, let me get in. Hold on. Okay, I see the innke- innkeeper. Bring us beer. Please, please. Uh, wipe your feet at the door. Yeah, and then we come in, we sit down, uh, throw some... Uh, oh, don't sit down quite yet. Uh, you must wait to be seated. Oh, shit. Please stand by the giant leaves near the door. Well, here, I'll flip that table. <laughs> Sorry, we're not playing D&D. Hang on. All right, All right. Flip, I flip the table and uh, talk to the innkeeper. We got bids, but not for him. Okay, he's he's mad. Right. Uh, what else we got? Oh, coin. here's some coins. Here we go. Wait. You want dragon salmon? <laughs> dragon salmon? Would you like dragon salmon? Well, is that good for elves? Island SD vegetable stew? Can elves eat it? Is that an elf How food? about an elven baruth? <laughs> I don't know. It seems like a lot. John, you're the elf. Would you eat that? I'd eat dragon salmon. That sounds great. What's in dragon salmon? I assume salmon. So dragons and salmon. Dragon semen? Where's salmon? the dragon? <laughs> Nah. <laughs> oh look, those people at the other table—they're laughing at me. Look. <laughs> All right, they're let's laughing. go with the dragon salmon. I just gotta find the actual. Here you go. This is what a dragon salmon looks like. It looks suspiciously like a regular ass salmon. Yeah. <laughs> I want to take this book back. Mm. It looks just like a piece of salmon on some poo-looking. Yeah, but maybe stuff. it was cooked in the fires of a dragon. I mean, if you want me to read the recipe, or I can just show it on the video here. That's what it's like. Salmon on the house for everyone! See? They're all excited. Oh, you brutes. Yeah, and then I'm going to flip my table and leave. Here. I'm out. That's it. Thanks. Thanks. Thanks, but no thanks. I don't want your salmon. It looks like every other salmon. Like, all salmon looks the same. This is not good elven salmon. We're leaving, John. Get up. We're leaving. You're, you're screaming into a void. You've been banished oh, by right. the elven bar. no longer Oh, jeez. Okay. Fantastic. All right. That was some fun role play that we just did, and uh, we hope you enjoyed it. Uh, anyway, Tomb Raider uh, has a cookbook. <laughs> They're also putting Tomb Raider stuff in the division, because that's what they do. She's uh, showing up in Fortnite. What? Division? Yeah. Fortnite. Why the division? I don't know if I don't remember if it's the division. It's one of the them Clancy games. Oh, okay. she's well, gonna be in a Clancy game. She's gonna be in Fortnite. They're doing a collection of the most recent trilogy, where you can get all all of those games collected together, and more to be announced later. And there's there's a statue. It's just they basically they threw everything at the wall and was like, Lord Croft's twenty five years old. Celebrate with us. Wow. Okay. I like I like Laura Croft. I like her games. I like Tomb Raider as a concept, and I played them all. So, I guess I support their happy 25th year. But it seems like a crappy celebration, if you're asking me. Right. Um, Are you gonna do a sequel to her the and, movie? Her and four. Oh yeah, that uh, the candor chick again. I liked yeah. her in the last one. The movie wasn't great, but she was good. Yeah, she's great. Yeah, she's a robot in um, uh, um, uh, Ex Machina. She's mm-hmm. a robot lady. Yeah. yeah. You see her booby. Anyway. She uh, she <laughs> kills General Hux and oh, yeah. arranges for the death of Poe Dameron. As That's well. right. That is the most Star Wars crossover Tomb Raider event of all time right there. She kills many Star Wars characters in that movie. Yep. Uh, they're also, I love when that happens in movies, but um, I just watched the movie called, a uh, Netflix movie called The Devil All the Time. Very good. Highly recommend it. It's like a gothic Southern Drama. It's very good. And uh, Spider-Man's in it. Tom Holland. Uh, Sebastian Stan. The Winter Soldier's in it. And 
same and uh, uh van, sparkly vampire um the new batman what's his name <sighs> horse face Spark- looks like a fo- robert 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 pattinson <laughs> robert pat patterson robert Patterson. <laughs> Robert. Robert Patterson. I'm not nailing names. He says yeah. his name like some people say Sherbet. <laughs> Robert. Robert. <laughs> uh, that Sherbet thing, I haven't, been, I haven't had anyone say anything about that in a long time. That made me laugh. All right. Anyway, so Batman, uh, Spider-Man, and Winter Soldier are in there. And by the end of that movie, spoiler, everybody but Spider-Man dies. So it's pretty impressive is what I'm saying. Peter Parker for the win. Anyway, yeah, I do like it. Lasted everybody. I like it when these people, uh, when there's intermittent accidental crossovers, like uh, the very serious drama with uh, Mark Ruffalo called "I Know This Much Is True" on HBO. It's fantastic, by the way. It's a mini series. He won a Golden Globe for his performance and deserved it. He was really good. Maybe even an Emmy. I don't remember. Or maybe those aren't out yet. But anyway, the point is, he's amazing in it. And his his ex wife in there is played by I forgot her name, but she plays Agatha on, um, freaking Wandavision. Wandavision. My brain today. Uh, and so there's that little crossover. Go watch the movie, the Christopher Nolan movie, the uh, the Presidio. No, the Prestige. And you get. I was gonna name that one. That one's so good. It's awesome. You get Batman versus Wolverine with like Alfred and uh, Black Widow. I and like David when, Bowie. Yeah, and David Bowie. Yeah, That's right. David he was uh, uh, Tesla. Tesla. Not the band. <laughs> you guys remember Tesla or am I too old? I'm too old. <laughs> I don't remember Wait, Tesla. There was an Nikolai 80s. Nikolai Tesla? Tesla? No, no, no. There was, there was a band in the 80s called Tesla. I've seen their t-shirts, you know, in those rock mag, like, like what is it, like, rock parade or something like that. And you'd yeah. open the, they'd have these two-page t-shirt spreads. And I'd be like, I'd see Tesla and I'd be like, I never heard their music, had no idea what they are, but I guess they're metal. Well, let's you see. Know, next to the Motorhead shirts and the Nirvana shirts and all that stuff. You've heard this before. Um, I'm just going to ta- play a tiny taste of it so I don't get in trouble. Uh, hold on. There you go. Just a team. I mean, if I sing over it like this, it won't, won't get in trouble. Oh, this isn't going to... Oh, let me skip it. Here we go. Okay. I'm trying not to get in trouble here. Okay, hurry and play your music. Okay, never mind. <laughs> right, we're trying to avoid... DMCA business. They were, <laughs> but they're basically um, they're they're like a heavy metal band, kind of hair band of the time. But they were way different. Yeah. They didn't like kind of just rock and roll and had cool. They had cool songs. Tesla's cool. Okay, yeah. yeah I mean, I no judgments here. I, I don't. I don't know enough information. I just remember they had rock shirts, so I knew they were a rock band. Well, here's another piece of news you're going to love, Bo, then. If you like a good rock band, just kidding. There's no transition here. Just Cause Mobile is coming. They didn't say anything else about it, except it's real. So now you can play Just Cause on your phone, John. I know you love those games, so... Uh-huh. They seem to have a real... Like, this... They were really doubling down on, like, hey, four-player co-op. There's that... Looks like four-player uh, Just Cause, a four-player Hitman Sniper Assassins, a four-player Bubble Bobble, which that did get me excited because they played the Bubble Bobble theme, and that's mm. all it takes to get me a little excited. Yeah. Just a little. In general or about uh, Bubble Bobble, or I, I guess? Just in general. I like yeah. that. I like that song. That song is good. All right. I believe you. Um, uh, that's a weird thing, though, that mobile thing. It's weird. Don't you think? Yeah. Yeah. 
anything on mobile is weird. Yeah, I don't I don't know if I'm down with it. Okay, I'm about to freak freak out here. Here you go, bubble bubble theme. Enjoy. Hold on. Is this the one? Oh yeah. Just gotta wait for it to pick up. Wow, that that is something. Yeah, boy. <laughs> and they play it through the entire game on every stage. Really? Yes. Well, I just found a. At least they did in the NES version. Uh, <laughs> I don't. I don't know. Maybe I'm going to make your day. Here is a here is a 10 hour compilation of that song. I just put it in the chat. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Perfect. See, I I knew people would do this because that's the thing you take away from it. Because Bubble Bobble is a lot of levels. Mm-hmm. You play it for a long time, and it is just that song, yeah, over and over and over again, <laughs> yeah. nonstop, nonstop. It's uh, one of those indoctrinating that era game music that just repeats, and then you hear it for weeks after yeah. a long session playing. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. It's good stuff, though. I'm a fan. Um. All right. Well, that's basically it. Oh, uh, Forspoken. Uh, Forspoken. Yeah, tell me about this because I've forgotten all about it. It used to be called something else. Oh, Project yeah, Agatha? Yeah, it was called Atha? Project, uh, working title Project Athia or something like that. We still don't know much about it. It's supposed to be coming in 2022, but from the little bit they showed, it looks really good. I mean, that's far enough away where who knows how it's going to ultimately turn out, but the gameplay, the, the graphics looked great. The gameplay looks slick. I like the design. It's got a lot of big like dragons and, and lions and creatures, and they've all got like kind of lava bits to them. And I have no idea what that game is. Seems very cool. Yeah, I don't know much about it either, but I'm glad. Uh, I'm glad it's looking good. So watch for that. Now called Forspoken. Is that even a word? Hmm. Is it a word? No. No. Spoken. I'm going to go out on the limb and say no, not a word. Let me double check for you. Oh, it is. Uh, I'm surprised it is. Uh, here here it yeah, is. I'll, I'll play the same. This is what it sounds like for those who want to know. For speak. Oh, that's for speak. What about for spoken? Um, okay, so it says uh, for speak or for spoken or for speaking or for speaks uh, to predict, to arrange for in advance. So some kind of time travel bit probably going on there with that game. So that's a word. I mean, it does have a dragon, but the hero's running around in sneakers, so... You can conjugate it as forespoke? Well, they spoken. keep... That's the thing. Everywhere like, I find it, they're, they're, it is here. Let's see, Wiktionary even has it. But they keep redirecting me to forespoke, saying this is that's the usage that you would normally hear, and forespoken is possible, but not common. Okay, I'm, so I'm seeing some conjugation here. It, we have forespoken. You had forespoken. Right. It's just weird because for, you know, sort of seems to imply future. Again, the meaning is what exactly again? That, that I don't have. It says to prepare uh, for in a, advance. It's a faction created by Sylvanas Windrunner. <laughs> and fa- she led. For the forespoken, she says. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yeah. Collins Dictionary says to attract and fascinate and chant to cast a spell over. Okay. So, this is like old English. Ooh, this British English. This trailer is any, awesome. Are there any. Any folks from the lovely United Kingdom or sorry, I don't want to be offensive. Just whatever that area is with British accents. This, this game looks England, crazy. United Kingdom. Have, the, you, have you seen the Wales. trailer for this, Bo? Like, wow. 
Holy shit. What, for for, for right? spoken? It looks good. It looks I'm, really I'm not crazy. good. I don't know what it is, but it looks really good. Does wow. anyone use the word forespoken? Uh, <laughs> I, I've never used it. I was like, life. I can't look at the trailer right now. I need to figure out <laughs> if this is a word. It is now. It's the name of a video game. So the trailer has um, Ella Balinska interviewing. Well, the trailer I'm watching is a full blown. Oh, it's the time with the, the mocap, I guess, on the game. It's really pretty. Yeah. All right. This is a next gen looking game. Very excited. And it's got like that bear from the Natalie Portman movie in it. Yeah. Whenever you can get her, done deal. I'm just kidding. I don't know. Um, the bear? Right. Uh, there's <laughs> He's that. talking about the bear or Natalie Portman. Natalie, oh, Natalie Portman. She's pretty great. Uh, we're losing frames for some reason. Why? It's not me. It's not you. It's Twitch. Why? Twitch, what are you doing? Oh, I see. Uh, it's all at the end. Okay, this is where the action-y stuff happens. Yeah, it's where the it's where life meets. Oh, this is like Anthem. She does like barrel. She flies in the air. I mean, it's cool. It looks awesome. She does a barrel roll. Yeah, it's like I guess it feels like a remix on a Doctor Strange kind of a character, like a wizard, but you're firing all around. I don't yeah. know. It yeah. looks definitely very cool. There's also it makes makes me want it to be multiplayer. Though. Yeah, me too. It looks like <laughs> it looks like a multiplayer fast action kind of thing. Sure. I don't know. Seems cool. Uh, there's also a Hitman Sniper Assassins game coming to mobile. Um, they did make a mobile game years ago. John, do you remember that thing? It was like a puzzly thing. It was like that Lara Croft mobile game and Deus Ex mobile oh, game. Oh, yeah. It's a little puzzle yeah. thing. Those were great. Those were like really cool, fun games. But I don't know if that's what this is. So I don't want to speak uh, out of turn. All right, real quick here. I'm going to pause and figure out why the... All right, we're back. Sorry, chat. We're back. We're here. You should see us. Sorry, weirdness on Twitch tonight. Um, yeah, I don't know why. All right. Uh, uh, Hitman. Oh, no, that we're done with them. Goodbye. Goodbye, Square Enix. We hardly knew you. Uh, oh, and no word in that conference or, uh, yeah, in this presentation for the next installment of the Final Fantasy VII remake, right? Nothing. Nope, nothing. Lame. They Lame. are doing a PS5 update to that game, uh, improving graphics and stuff like that, and it's going to include a side chapter with Yuffie. Mm-hmm. Uh, Remind me, who's Yuffie? She's an annoying ninja girl that steals all your materia. That sounds uh, dumb. She's one of the she's one of the original cast members, like yeah. of the party. Yeah. yeah. So she, she did not appear in the remake. Um, and in, if I recall, she doesn't appear in the original game at the point you're up to. I think she's someone no. you find later out in the open world. So. It's a backstory kind of deal where you're, I think you're playing through the events of the game, but from a different perspective, basically. Yeah. Well, that's fun. Yeah. But, you know, you'll get to see all your favorites again, like Barrett and Tifa and Cloud. Yeah. As is, you sort of crisscross, I think you kind of tail them a little bit for a while or something like that. Are you annoyed they're not saying more about the next installment, though, Bo? Like, would you? I mean, obviously, you'd like to hear something, but I just, we waited so long for Seven Remake. I assume it's going to be a while. Mm hmm. I almost feel like I'd be more annoyed knowing now because then I feel like I'd have to pick up a PlayStation 5 and not knowing takes oh, that pressure off of having to get it because I'm only getting a PS5 for that game. It's, you know, 
Yeah. I don't think I can wait a year. I think the hype will be back up again that I can't wait for a PC release. Well, with the chip shortage. I got to find out what happens. <laughs> with the with the worldwide chip shortage and uh, still availability on both new consoles just being ridiculously bad right now. Um, mm. It won't be anytime soon that you'll be getting one anyway. It's weird. It's weird right now. The chip shortage, yeah, worldwide I've, chip shortage has really effed up everybody. Phones and, you know, all that stuff. It's all messed up. Um, all right. Demand's probably, but demand's up too. You know, gaming is a lot more. Well, it's definitely a higher demand. A lot more they, clients. Yeah, you know? they just can't yeah. meet it um, given the shortages right now. I don't I don't know how much anyone knows about that, but they're like specifically, I don't know. It's not silicon in general, but like uh, certain kinds of processors, certain kinds of silicon, certain kinds of circuit board stuff, all just super shortage right now worldwide for everybody, not just game makers like. Phone manufacturers, Samsung's having trouble. Samsung had to push off one of their flagship phones because they can't, they can't make enough. That kind of stuff. So, pretty crazy. Uh, moving on to oh, this is a weird bit of news today. PlayStation bought Evo, the uh, fighting yeah. game tournament esports thing, and uh, no one saw that coming. I don't, I didn't see that coming. And they're like, you know, famous for. Having like a uh, Nintendo bait, well, like uh, what's it called? Smash, Smash Brothers Smash tournaments. tournaments. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know how they're going to do that. That seems. I mean, they, and I think not? they showcase a lot of the fighting games, though. But Smash is probably the most. It's a big one. Known. Yeah. Yeah. Nintendo is also notorious for telling them they can't do Smash. So I don't know. Maybe they. Maybe they just do away with it. I don't know. But that's it is kind of crazy. It's surprising. It's surprising to see. Yeah, uh, it's an investment well, in esports. Pl- so there you go. Yeah, I, I hadn't been paying close attention to it. My sense was that there has been a lot of problems in, with that Evo business. I think because it is a grassroots thing, there's a lot of been some rough stories coming out of there now, just about players' treatment of one another and things like that. Yeah, um, because it is sort of this. I don't know. I think it, what I'm trying to say is it's going to lend a sense of hopefully some responsibility behind it, I suppose, or some authenticity, mm. if anything. I don't know what PlayStation would do with something like that. Like if they, if Evo stands to benefit and become a real thing, because it is a thing for people who like fighting games. It's an exciting, you know, part of their community is participating in these grand tournaments. So I hope they don't like ruin it for them, but I hope they make it better because it sounds like it was very rough thing to do yeah and they don't have so. a they don't have a first party fighting game uh at sony like they don't have anything under their own uh banner in particular but all the third party stuff like super street fighter 5 and um mk all that mk yeah all that stuff they play those in those tournaments on playstations more than other hardware so maybe they're just like you know we may as well brand up and be the destination for fighting games they have the best D-pad, basically, is what it comes yeah. to. Oh, what it comes down it's a to. D-pad. Yeah, it's all about D-pads, man. And Sony's Sony has all, I will give them credit, has consistently made the best D-pad on the market. Um, The new the new uh, Xbox One or Xbox Series S and X D-pads are fine, but there's just some, there is magic on that PS4 D-pad. It's very good. Like, as good as that's ever been, probably. So, I don't know. Who knows what their reasons are, but... Good luck, or good, yes, good luck, and and Godspeed. Wind to your back, PlayStation and Evo. We never knew you'd be friends, but here you are in bed together. 
Um, what else? How about, oh, EA plays on Game Pass PC now, but you got to do a client install. So you got to have Origin, basically, or whatever that is now. Yeah, they've released a new uh, a new client called EA Desktop Beta. <laughs> and basically, you can, you can now do EA Play uh, through Game Pass. You have an account. As long as you're paying for Game Pass, you're considered to have the EA Play subscription as well as a perk. Um, but you still do have to launch a separate launcher for, I think... I don't think it's all the games. I, I didn't have enough time to fully dive into this, but it does say in Game Pass Client, they said more games available on the EA uh, desktop. Yeah. And I think that might mean that there are a few that you can install and play directly off of the Game Pass one. Um, whether that still launches Origin in the background or not, I don't know. I know that happens in a lot of cases where it's like, hey, we're going to throw in Origin. <laughs> don't you love it? Yeah. And the answer is no. Uh, but it is convenient <laughs> sometimes if you played a game on Origin, uh, which maybe you did. I did in one case. And sometimes those saves carry over because it does tie to that. So there's a convenience to some of it, but you know, just know what you're getting into. You're going to have to do a, an additional client. Yeah. You played that you're already it, running the game pl- pass client on top of it. So it's, right. it's a shame. If but. you're used to playing games on steam or anywhere else that are Ubisoft games and it launching you play or whatever it's called now, Ubisoft, we connect. Then you, this is what you, it's the same thing. It's not any different than that. Yeah. Um, the problem is, or the reason it's annoying is on consoles, you don't need it. And here you do for some reason. And this explains to me why the whole thing got delayed because clearly EA was busy trying to relaunch and rebrand their PC launcher and then have have that ready enough so that the Game Pass thing could happen. Because otherwise, there was no explanation for that delay. That was just weird to have that separate and not working. But um, yeah, if you want to play Madden 21, it's your only way to do it. Well, no, you can buy it like a regular person, I guess, and just play it. But <laughs> yeah, you can buy most of these games on Steam. In fact, Steam even lets you subscribe to EA Pass through it. Yeah. You really don't want to do the free thing mixed in with Game Pass. You got that option too. Yeah. Lots of ways to play EA games. It is a decent library. Um, I see chat saying that EA's got some good games. Yeah, no good. doubt about it. It's so. good. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I was half. Uh, well, I've hovered over many of their games recently, but there's enough good ones in there. You'd have plenty to do. I almost played Dead Space 2 again for no good reason. Oh, I, Dead Space 2 is great. <sighs> game scares me so bad, though. I couldn't do it. It's so good, I though. couldn't pull the trigger, literally, on that. Did game. you ever beat that game? Did yeah. you ever play through the whole thing? Oh, yeah, I beat 2 and love It was great. 2 is great. I didn't play 3, and I don't know why I didn't. I, I meant to. I played Three's pretty good. a lot of Three's 1, good. never finished 1, uh, 3. Yeah, you. I think you were the one telling me you, you liked 3. Um, yeah, there's some fun co-op section, or you can play the co-op. It sounds like it'd be bad, but they pulled it off. I thought it was good. Is like, tricky. You on, can play the, the game co-op. Is chat room saying SSX tricky. Oh, that's oh, like the old GameCube game. Oh, that'd be fun to play again. Yeah, I don't know, man. There's a lot on there. That library's pretty deep. They've got uh, they've got a lot of stuff you'll like. It's just if you're okay with that extra launcher on PC, then you're good to go. And again, it's not any more annoying than you play. And if you think that's too annoying, then probably don't do this. So there you go. What else? Diamond cards and Hearthstone. Uh, Bo, tell us about why that's great. 
because I, I don't know. I found out about it like 30 minutes before the show. <laughs> I, I haven't really had time to digest it. Uh, I wasn't, I've been playing a bit of Hearthstone. I wasn't really expecting this. It's just kind of mind blowing because I think most TCGs online or no, to my knowledge, they give you the regular cards and they give you foil or some equivalent of the foil experience that you get in paper. Mm-hmm. Um, so now they're doing, they're really reaching out to the whales here with these, you know, upgraded versions of golden cards, which are essentially, I assume, harder to obtain. They've only shown two. One of them, I think you get just for free for getting the battle pass. Uh And the other one, you have to guess it, collect all the legendaries, which is, of course, a a money thing, right? (laughs) To get them all, you have to spend a lot of money. And that's two. I assume they're going to be revealing more. Yeah, they put them way down, but uh, you'll see them. You're pretty close to it scrolling online that they're 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 very flashy and apparently they're in 3d but they don't look like they're in 3d like i i don't know i i have to digest this still but i just kind of my mind's blown that there's a second tier of you know quality jpeg border essentially when you say 3d uh, more 3d than what the current gold stuff which well, is i guess kinda... it's like illustrator stuff or after effects or whatever you want to call it where they do like motion Motion effects yeah, on motion, the JPEGs. Yeah, motion. But this is like apparently it's 3D ified, so it move. I don't know because when they show it, it just looks like it moves around like something on a crappy ride. Like I'm Samoro, I'm in 3D. Look at me move my arm up and down. Huh. But when they say 3D, I kind of get this. I mean, it should maybe jump up off the card and do something fancier. So I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I still really dig what they did with the border. It looks super fancy, but. Yeah, yeah, it looks nice. I didn't know they were doing this. That is another way to get your whales excited for sure. Uh, yeah, it just I threw it in there because I was like, oh my god, I've never seen a second tier of foil. I don't think on hmm. a in a card battler. It's pretty. It's kind of audacious, you yeah. know. Even in look, <laughs> like 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 it's diamond bordered and it literally looks diamondy like all around. Like it, it screams out bling, and it's just a really rich premise. You know what I mean? Like. It's already hard enough to get golden cards. It's like, I think, um, I don't know. It just costs like four, four to two to four times the amount, depending on rarity, yeah. of the dust cost. Uh, so there's an artificial scarcity created from these golden cards, and it's like even more pronounced. I can't even imagine what's required to get all of these, and I don't know if it's going to be the whole set or just the legendaries. I just thought it was audacious. But, so you gotta you gotta up your pan for JPEGs game here with these diamond cards, man. You gotta really go yeah, for it. Yeah, it's really wild. Anyway, huh. all right, cool. That's the first for me. <laughs> yeah. Second tier of 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 prestige, or I don't want to say prestige, but pretty card, I guess, or whatever. Well, now that I've seen it, it makes me wonder why they didn't do it earlier. It feels like a thing that you uh, maybe they've had this on a board forever and they decided to pull the trigger, but. I don't know. Seems like a thing. I think it's. I think it's less about coming up with the, because um, it doesn't have. There's no secondary market, right? It's. Yeah. It's. They have to come up with a way for you to feel like it's really rare and tough to get. I think it was building infrastructure to get to that, because yeah. I think the, the game has achievements and crap like that now that tracks a lot of different things. So I think this is now possible because of that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because you're right. It was an animator on, could have done this. Uh, animator on Reddit saying that the way that these are 3D isn't that they're polygonal. It's that the the character rigs are se- separate. So instead of it being just a, a manipulated uh, static image, 
the characters have like uh, imagine like um they're like little marionettes yeah kinda. yeah so the arms is on a separate you know thing and the and the other and they got these cool transparencies happening where like the his flag or his banner is flying out behind him which is actually onto the board and there's transparency there that's that's all very cool i like that kind of stuff but it seems like they, they look gorgeous, but yeah, it's, and they, they also, it looks also, yeah, because they're 3d, they jump, they pop out of the frame. Mm-hmm. Like they're able to have like the one the guy with the two axes, the axes are actually, you know, they have that effect where it looks like they're popping out mm-hmm. of the circle mm-hmm. rather than trapped inside. Sure. So yeah, there you go. Yeah. Hearthstone still a threat. Everybody still a threat. All right. Each week we are starting this week with presenting a deer, usually Martha, but this time a dear Beatrice version of a steam review. So this is a recent change to the format just because even though we haven't done one yet. <laughs> yep. Uh, change the format on the first go. That's, that's what right. I say. So what happened here is John found um, a steam review to read and we're going to do it in a certain uh, tone. And so I'm going to, I'm going to set that up right now. So here we go. I'm going to play this. Where did it go? I know I put it in here. Okay, here we go. I now present to you a review of Fantasy 5D, an erotic quest. (laughs) My dearest Beatrice, this is game slash visual novel is really not worth the time or the money, even on sale. The grammar to start with is horrible. If the developer's first language in not English, (laughs) then hire an editor like myself. I expect grammar and spelling to be perfect in a visual novel. Besides the grammar, the story itself, if terrible, and the graphics are not much better. If you're looking for something in this genre, I would suggest Love of Magic instead. Yours in this life and the next. Ian S., That's horrendous. That's the point, though. We're going to keep doing these. They're amazing. His you know, grammar was pretty bad, right? It was really bad. <laughs> and he's like, hire me. I'm an editor. Yeah. That's yeah. so bad. Okay. All right. Well, now we have it set up. So if John decides to go that way, we have it. He wants to go this way. We have it. We got all we need. We have all the tools in our tool chest here. And if Bogo's weird, we have that. Yep. We're all good. If we If we have a Mandalorian reference, I got that. I got whatever we need. Okay. All right. Oh, I didn't know Mandalorian was on the table. If we need <laughs> yeah, to talk about wow. boners. We, we really pulled a boner on this one. We got John talking about boners. We got whatever yeah. you need. Jill. Jill. Barry. Barry. Jill sandwiches. You were almost a Jill sandwich. Look at all this. <laughs> Jill sandwich. sandwich. Ottawa. Shut the question. yourself up in the middle of your name, Jill. That's right. So enjoy. All right. <laughs> Let's move on. To uh, what? Is, what are we doing now? Oh yeah, this. Look, at this. look at this, guys! Video games we played this week. So John last week laid down the gauntlet and said, "Look, you got the free code to Lust from Beyond. You should play it." And I said, oh, "I don't know." And you guys looked up a bunch of stuff and said, "Oh, this looks like it's pretty porny, and uh, may not be kind of your jam." Here's what I decided to do. They did. The developer sent me a code. It was a generous, nice thing for them to do. I said, "You know what? I'm gonna just get in and see what's up." All right, I'm just gonna check this out. I can tell you right now, and well ahead of oh, time. Oh, you did it! Yeah, political or uh, political po- polygonal <sighs> boobies and penises and vaginas do nothing for me ahead of time. So just know that that as I go into this, 
None of that is interesting to me. Okay. A bunch of gyrating, fake, freaking polygon people with poorly translated dialogue. Zero. Zero on the on the meter of zero to a hundred. Nothing. So so I went, well, all right, I'll just give this a shot. Let's see what's going on. I get in there, and that game's not exactly what it presents itself to be. So it's like a horror survival uh, adventure game. By adventure, I mean mechanics of like, oh, I found a key. I'm going to keep that in my inventory until I need it again. Or I found this tool. Don't know what it's for, but maybe later there's a puzzle to deal with or whatever. So I'll keep this stuff in my in my pockets. It's that kind of game. It's first person, person 3D world. And shockingly to me, uh, the, the environmental graphics are really good. Like shockingly good. You start inside of what looks like a HR Geiger nightmare. Just like alien walls and drippy, sticky walls and just like this disgusting cave of alien, who knows where from, demon business. And I got to find my way around there. And there's a few like little puzzles on the way out. But it's not any big deal. There's no sex in there yet. There's nothing. It's just me walking around and it's all spooky. And like legit spooky. Like kind of freaking me out spooky. It's scary. And uh, anyway, I get down to, uh, or I get back to this uh, teleporter thing. And it takes me back to this mansion. And this is where I thought things were going to get weird. In the mansion, there's me. This is really old house. And all throughout the house are these different people that I got to go talk to. And when I do, I have to tell them, hey, we're having the ceremony. We're doing the ceremony in the main hall. Y'all need to meet us down there. And there's a series of things I have to do to make that happen. Like this one lady's all upset. I have to make her happy with a couple of dialogue choices. And then she'll go. And then I talk to the two-headed guy. And he's playing chess with himself. And you just have to talk him into going. And then he goes. And then eventually you get like five or six people in this house to go there it is bad dialogue nobody's good they're all bad actors it's very bad but there's still again i'm in this thing for the first 25 minutes and there's just nothing there is nothing sexy or sexual happening hmm. we get into this room and there's like this dude who looks like he's going to run the ceremony he's got a shroud over his head and and you brought in some ingredient that you found in those caves and and now he's going to mix it in with this blood and then you're going to have to drink it and so i do that and i drink it and the room gets all woozy and the music's weird. And then I turn around and all the people that were in the room watching me are now writhing around on the floor naked, but not doing anything all that unseemly. It's just kind of lame and not that porny once again. And so I'm like, when does lust from beyond actually get a little lust from beyond? Like it feels like it's, it's, this is a really long buildup that all happens. Then I switch over to being inside some guy's point of view who runs or who owns a, uh, not a pawn shop, uh, antique shop. And I'm having to fulfill orders while I'm there and shut the place down after it closes and meet my girlfriend for a date. And I bring a guitar and some wine to the date. And, uh, it's all very oh. dumb. Uh, what happens then is her and I, uh, we are to get it on the characters, but again, it's nothing. It's, it's like, um, m- Way more porny things happen in the first 10 minutes of The Witcher 3 than happen in the entire hour and 15 minutes I played of this so far. So nothing really big. Like, it was just sort of like, oh, okay, I'm sort of doing it with her, but we're not really showing anything, and it's kind of just like witchery with less boobs. Like, it was actually less porny than The Witcher when he meets Yennefer again by that horse or whatever. And so 
So that scene happens and it's nothing. And then I'm laying on the bed, first person view looking at the ceiling and everything gets all woozy. And now suddenly I'm in the weird cave with all the alien business and I got to find my way out of there. And at some point I trigger enough stuff that this creature comes running out of nowhere, like a demon creature lady that I guess she's all shrivelly and, and gross like Diablo style, but she has boobs. So I guess there's some more boobs, but there's nothing lustful or, you know, porny about them. They're just saggy freaking Diablo two looking demon lady boobs. And mm-hmm. now I have to go on. Now she's, just, <laughs> she's chasing me. Anytime I get near her, she's running after me and I've solved all the puzzles. So right now I don't actually know what to do to finish that, but it scares me so bad because I don't like games where I get chased. John's seen me doing this, this enough with resident evil. Like I can't I've seen you enough to, I watched uh, the little horrors. So this game made me at about an hour 15 and I kept dying to this lady. I finally gave up because I don't know what to do and I'm not going to go look up a guide. I just went, uh, this, so I, so I got out, (laughs) so I got out and I haven't been back. But the point is, like I say, the first 10 minutes of Witcher is way more porny than this supposed porn game. Now I'm sure there's stuff later, but I think they made like a straight up, it feels like it's like Hellraiser. You guys remember Hellraiser? So are, yeah. is it a case where they put a trailer together that made you th- made we're going to make some people think it's more than what it is that or I'd almost feel ripped if I paid money for the game, the trailer I saw for that game. And then it turned out how you described. I don't think I'd be happy with my purchase. Well, even at the I beginning, like if I'm buying the game with that ad, I'm like, well, this is clearly a shit game with with lots of boobs in it so uh, and weird bondagey things so let's go they definitely do you know market what I mean? it they market it to seem like it's more i think than it is and i think that's just to push sales i think at the end of the day and again I, i've only seen an hour and 10 minutes of this thing or whatever 15 but um from what i can tell i think they just made a rated r game like a game right it may like be a, a little more game. what it, they yeah. just made a resident evil that happens to have boobs in it. Yeah, it's like a more traditional, like I say, Hellraiser style. There's maybe a, two sex scenes and the rest of it's just weird and uncomfortable. Mm. Now, maybe that's not true. And maybe later on things get real weird. But as it stands right now, it just I mean, at first hour and 15 minutes, if you're really aiming for the uh, the thirsty parties of uh, men crazy for the next naked video game, then this game would have lost them in the first. 20 minutes like you've just been like all right where they i'm not playing this so i don't think that's what their intent is and it was scary and legitimately so so i think maybe what i played was a part of a just a legitimate kind of scary survival-y horror thing and uh-huh. i don't think i'm gonna play anymore not because of any of the content except that it scared me because I'm scared of video games. Yeah, <laughs> well, they should emphasize that a little more maybe in its marketing material because I think it looks like a porny like it it's a porn excuse for a game not a game with some like we talked about in the pre-show with movies you know we don't like nudity for nudity's sake right you know on our hbo shit but like if it is you know if we're watching boogie nights then we're like yeah we signed up for this right so i kind of feel like with this game i'm like oh i'm signing up for debauchery yeah it's all about sounds like you played a real video game yeah it's more (laughs) like they missold it and at the at the same time, I've, that's maybe a bit of a shame because when it's used, apparently later, but even in the little bit I saw, it's used for uncomfort. It's not meant to be, ooh, unless you're a total freaking weirdo because it's all very dark. And like I say, it's like evocative of something like 
like Hellraiser where, you know, the, there's, there's giant hell caves that look like vaginas, but you're not like, it's not hot. (laughs) It's like, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like it's that kind of thing. And it's supposed to be discordant and unsettling. And, and I think that can be done in a way that isn't lascivious or or isn't lascivious, not the right word, but it's not meant to just titillate. It's supposed to be, it's supposed to be disconcerting. And so far this game has all kinds of elements. When you start it up, it actually asks you at the very beginning, do you want to play this? There's two options. You want to play this with nudity on or nudity blurred. Um, So you can choose right at the top of the game. And then it describes it. It says, just so you know, even if you like nudity, you may want to still take this to blurred because way the way we use it is not meant to be their words were like sexy or whatever. They they said it's it's meant to be off putting and, mm. and shocking and whatever. Now again, right. I didn't it's get atmospheric. The, it, it's, yes. It's the same reason that that uh HR Geiger did the art the way he did. Right. Like very phallic designs because it's gonna be the kind of thing that's gonna put people off and make them uncomfortable. And so it's, it sounds like it's just leaning into that aesthetic, leaning into that discomfort that people generally have. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I, I think that's good to know because I think in my head you see it and because Steam has so many games where it is, you know, Honey Pop 2, <laughs> you know, or whatever, mm-hmm. like you look at it and you go, ah, it's just another one of those porn games that they're putting out. But it sounds like this is a legitimate, like, horror adventure game Mm -hmm. um that happens to be kind of the thing it leans on you know resident evil got zombies uh silent hill does a little bit of this you know a lot of people remember pyramid head Mm -hmm. a lot of people remember pyramid head because what he's doing with a pair of legs when you find him for the first time yep you know it's something that unsettles people and makes them uncomfortable and that adds to the horror yeah so it's 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 both it's but it's a weird mixed bag because their marketing and even their like communication in the game or sorry in in steam like steam updates and stuff they're always just going yeah, learn about the lustfulness of our design and like this kind of talk and i think they're doing themselves a disservice and i understand that twit uh steam is an is a noisy place and having people notice your game can be hard among us took two years for anyone to even know that game existed and now it's huge like i get it right it's like anything these days just there's such a glut of content, you don't know where to start. But I think maybe they're doing themselves a disservice. Because the other thing I'll say is the environmental art, like the structure of the halls and the rooms and the and the spaces, even the normal spaces that aren't hellscapes or whatever, it's all very nice. It looks great. Like, if anything, it looks a little too H.R. Geiger. Like, maybe they just full-on lifted his aesthetic in some ways. Um, I just put in the chat, our chat of uh, an HR Geiger image or Giger, I guess is how we've all been saying it wrong. It's Giger. Um, Giger. My whole life. I mean, <laughs> I've been saying it wrong. Yep. My whole life. Um, too. <laughs> but that right there is an example of it like that. Well, yep. I'm not putting this on the chat, but that's just gnarly. Like that's, that's, a, that's an image that's supposed to make you go, Oh yeah. But also you're, you're in yeah. awe of its, of its artistry. Like in a way it's, it's, it's two things at once. And, I don't know. It's a very, that's how this game is. It's, it's that so far. And it's not, it's not really that much of it. Like I say, I think the, the Witcher three, which won't get you banned from Twitch <laughs> is way worse than what I saw. So take it for what it's worth. That's my 
hour and 15 minute, probably never playing it again review of Lust from Beyond. <laughs> That's all you're going to get. Did we lose Bo? Where'd Bo go? Is he, is he, he right? went to the bathroom. He went to pee. All right. Well, best of luck to him in the pee. Uh, more Loop Hero. Played a ton of that. Um, my problem with Loop, Loop Hero is that I'm so nervous to lose my uh, materials that I will often be probably perfectly ready for a boss fight and still opt to go home because I want to keep building out all my options and getting unlocks until I've got that whole tree. And then beyond that, there's other stuff you can spend it on, like upgrading certain certain parts of your camp and all that other thing. And so I, I don't know if that's how you're supposed to play the game, but it's the way I've been playing it a lot. A lot of grinding for stuff. I'm still enjoying that process, so it's not a big deal. But then once in a while, I'll break down and go, oh, you know, I just bought a farm, a hut, and one of the upgrades. I think I can splurge and fight a boss. And then I'll fight a boss and win. And handily sometimes. Yeah. Um, sometimes not. <laughs> sometimes I get annihilated, but <laughs> it's just a great freaking game. And I love Loop Hero so much. I just love it. I got up to chapter four now. Oh, I'm not. And I'm, I'm three. chapter four is tough. Yeah. They throw you for a loop. Yeah. See what I did there. Um, they basically, it looks like you're going to in chapter four spoilers. If you uh, don't want to be surprised on the mechanic of it, um, you basically are going to fight all of the bosses again, including an additional one at the end. Yeah. Um, but you fight them a lot earlier because as you're putting tiles down, it summons it gets you closer to the summons of the boss. So in chapter four, you will fight the Lich again. But you're going to fight him way earlier than you would have fought the Lich, or at least you have far fewer tiles to work with to get to fighting him than you would have previously. Mm. So that seems to be where some of the challenge for that comes from. And uh, I got my butt kicked mm. on my first attempt to do chapter four. So... It's it's going to be interesting. It's a it's a real ramp up in difficulty. And now I'm kind of doing what you were doing, which is trying to do runs where I save up my resources so I can kind of get that more powerful to go in and, and be ready to go. Yeah, I'm spending most I have three unlocked, but I spend most of my time in two farming because and, and, and not because that's I don't know if it's smart or not, but I just get a lot of stuff that way. And uh, I, I avoid the fight at the end, not all the time, but most of the time. So I can go build that stuff up. So that game's insidious. I really like it though. I love it. And Bo, you've been streaming it, right? A little bit of loop hero in your streams. Uh, Yeah. A little while ago, I did, I did a pretty long stream of it. It's, it's, it's fun. I haven't touched it actually since last show. Oh, really? Um, Yeah. I've been meaning to get back to it, but I've been pretty light on games this week. So that's all right. Uh, Yeah. Well, what you played, we have a, we have an email about what you played, so we'll get to we'll mm-hmm. get to that. All right, then I would did this thing. I'll try to be brief about this since I went on so long about lust from beyond. Um, Sounded lovely. Yeah, uh, I went on an ancient city builder binge because ah. I'm in the mood and I need it in my veins, and I love those games. So back in the '90s, Impressions Games made a bunch of games that were incredible. The Caesar games, particularly three. Uh, also Pharaoh and the Cleopatra expansion were incredible and their final game they made, which was called rise of the middle kingdom, uh, which was set in ancient, uh, ancient China. All of those games. Oh, Zeus. I forgot about the Zeus series. Those are also good. Um, 
they're all so good. Oh my gosh, they're good. They're just amazing. They're my favorite city builders of all time. Some of my favorite games of all time. And um, you can do all sorts of stuff now. Like if you buy it on Steam, you buy Pharaoh on Steam, you can get 4K mods for it. And, you know, whatever. You can you can do stuff visually with it so it's not 4 by 3 in low resolution anymore. But what I'm looking for is I want that aesthetic, those gameplay elements, the way that game, those games play, but I want a new version of that. And so I just went on this rant of like, where am I going to find this? How am I going to get it? Builders of Egypt, still getting updated, and I'm playing that. That's okay. It's not great, but it's okay. Uh, this brand new game called Nebuchadnezzar, which is set in ancient Mesopotamia and the uh, uh, right around the time of King Nebuchadnezzar, uh, is one of these games that just came out. A two-man team. It's on Steam, and that one is really promising. They've got a big update coming that's adding whole bunch of features, including a sandbox mode, which I think these games just have to have or else what are you doing? So at some point here soon, we'll get a sandbox mode out of that game. But that game is rad, um, but still a little bit of stuff happening under the hood. It's not early access, but it's, you know, it's two guys and they're they're doing the best they can, but it's impressive for what it is. Um, yes, I have played all the populist games, Jeff in the chat asks. Uh, and also this week I played three, uh, I'm sorry, four different Anno games. You know, those Anno oh, wow. games. Yeah. Here are the ones I played. I played the two futuristic ones, 2070 or whatever it's called and 2005 or whatever they are. I forget the numbers. Um, 2015's game. And then the, the one from the previous release, which I think was 2013. I played those two games a whole bunch. I played 1800 again, which I already had. That's the newest, newest one. That game's really fantastic, and I probably should just stick to that. But I got curious, so I was playing around the future ones. Then somebody said, oh, did you hear on Steam? The history version of 1404 just got re-released, and it's all like high def, and uh, it's the same game, but it's the best they ever did, so you should buy that. So I went and picked that up for cheap, and um, it was on sale for like 7 bucks, And that's really good. And then... Uh, <laughs> What else did I play? Oh, so then, so all this playing back and forth, I got all these ideas of what I want to do, and I'm, I'm having a great time. Um, that End Zone game just came out on Steam, which I already have, but it was in early access. It's fully out now. It's one uh, post-apocalyptic one where you you know build city and save yourself or whatever. I've talked about it here before. Um, that just came out like today or yesterday. So I got to give that another look. That's now installed and ready to go. I installed Zoo Tycoon again, and I installed uh, that Jurassic Park, management thing that john and i played oh my god you really went on a bender i went on a hardcore bender and i enjoyed every second of all of it that i played and then the biggest best news of the planet came through and i can't wait for this i'm so excited so all this searching around any day now i don't know about any day but soon now they're about to release a pharaoh cleopatra complete and utter remake from a new developer that has the rights to do it and they're making that game again with all new everything, new assets, mm, new approach. That's new. exciting. Dude, I barely stand sitting here and not like sweating about it. I'm so excited because well, I love that game. The crazy thing to me is you always talked about these games and for whatever reason it went over my head and it's just an era of games that I completely forgot I was way into and for whatever reason one of the times you talked about it and you said Pharaoh and Cleopatra I went something familiar about that and i looked it up i sunk hundreds of hours into that <laughs> into that game um i that one specifically which is weird because it's the desert one and we all know how i feel about deserty things yeah. but yeah. 
I also lived in a different city at the time, sure. but uh, I I spent a ton of time playing that game in sandbox mode. Like you said, I love those games. So mm-hmm. that's that's big news for me too. Isn't that exciting? And not only that, like they've got video up, like a trailer for it and everything. It looks gorgeous, but they're also not trying to overdo that. They're not going, hey, what if we made it a fully rotatable 3D get down in their faces kind of experience? They're like, no, we're going to make really nice high resolution 2D city graphics like they used to be. And we're going to make this mechanically very familiar, but we're going to update all the interface stuff to feel like a modern game. And um, they show examples of like what an old house looked like versus the new one. And they're still sticking to that, you know, that aesthetic, but doing it at massive resolution and just, you know, it looks crazy good. And then there's these really amazing looking almost anime, uh, not anime, but they're animated um, uh, interstitial scenes and things like, you know, uh, cut scenes, I should say. Uh, and the old thing didn't have that. It just had static images and stuff. So anyway, I cannot freaking wait. I hope it's sooner than later. Like right now would be good. <laughs> like right now, <laughs> right this second. They'll have just announced that they were starting though, right? I think it's coming soon. No, like they're close. Um, They've been working on it in silence. Let me see if I can find it real quick. It's called Pharaoh. What I loved about these games was that, because I was into SimCity and I was into SimCity 2000. A lot of people were around that time. Mm -hmm. But those games always felt like it was more about building infrastructure and the mechanics behind it and all of that. There's something about these games where there was almost like an artistic aspect of it where it was like, no, we don't want to just auto generate buildings for you. We want you to place them. We want the city to look the way you want it to look. Like Mm -hmm. when I built a city in these games, it felt like I was like doing art to some degree because I was designing every aspect of it. It wasn't just a case of like zone for buildings and then buildings appear. And Mm -hmm. that's what, I really liked about those games. Yeah, I agree. They, they gave you a, there was a level of sort of not just freedom, but like a, an encouragement to do, to really think about your layouts and Egyptian stuff like that in general just lends itself to really cool monuments and, you know, having them equidistant from each other and, and all that sort of thing. I mean, all these games were good at that, but there was something about the Egyptian stuff that really sang and, Oh man. I mean, it's just, it's such a classic for me. I love that stuff so freaking much and uh, could not be more excited. So it is coming out this year, although they don't say when Um, the blog post I'm reading, there's just hints that that's sooner than later, like real soon. Um, And let's see if they've got a steam page, you can go favorite it or wish list it. This is the, a new era. Yeah. A new era. So Pharaoh, a new era. And to me, this is like, you know what they do with final fantasy seven. This is them making this game again. Like it's a remake of the game, not a new skin, not a HDification, not just them giving it 4k or whatever. This is them saying we're doing it all over and structurally we're going to make some changes. But for the most part, this is the game that you're going to want. Cause if you love that, you're going to love this. And it looks like I'm going to freaking love it. Oh my God. This is the same. Uh, I don't know if this is, publishers or developers but they're doing the uh, teenage mutant ninja turtle shredders revenge uh which just got a trailer the other week i almost put it in our news uh which is an old school style ninja turtles four-player co-op game Mm -hmm. uh in the style of like the old arcade machines but it's a brand new game um and also did streets of rage 4 oh right these guys so that's the is that the publisher uh it is no, the and, Win, and Windjammers 2. 
Yeah, I think this is the publisher, but uh, no, that's cool. You know what's good is Street, uh, Streets of Rage 4 was freaking rad. That makes me happy to hear that, that they're doing the the Turtles game. Yeah, dot, 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 moo, moo, or whatever. That's, that's them. The, Maybe they're the developers move. too, but they're also, so the one, the, the developers making uh, the actual game yeah. is Triscoll Inter- Interactive, I think is how you say their name. And they've got this game called Lethus Path of Progress that they're famous for. That was kind of a, Hey, we're going to make one of those old impressions games, games back in 2015, but it'll be steampunk and we got our own ideas or whatever. And it's pretty good. Um, I don't know why it's got mixed reviews. I liked it. Um, uh, so I don't know what I don't know what the problem is, but basically it was one of those. They were making an impressions game. Um, aesthetically, it's not really my favorite. Uh, again, I like you know I like the more historical stuff. So I think they got the chops for it. But um, it says coming soon, so I don't know what that means. But freaking hurry the hell up, dude! Right, right now, I want to play that game. I'd play that game tonight, and I'd play it till three. That's what I would do. I've got a COVID shot tomorrow, and I'd play it right up till I had to leave. How about that? <laughs> Oh, those games that get under my skin. And people are hearing me say this and going, well, why aren't you playing, you know, uh, Sim City? Now, what's the Sim City thing that's supposed to be better than all of them? Uh, Cities XL. Oh, or City Skylines. Skylines, that's it. Cities, yeah. Uh, it just looks so boring. It's so hard to pull the trigger. I don't, yeah, I don't want, I have that game, but I don't want to play a modern, I don't want to make buildings that look like we live in Chicago. I want to make mud huts and freaking clay pits and, you know, water my rice because I made some freaking, I cut the ground by the river and the Nile freaking leaked into the land and gave me, gave me rice or whatever with hell I'm growing. I want to make hemp, uh, you know, <laughs> I want to make hemp. Yeah. I want to make hemp and make rope, sell rope to the people at the market. That's what I want. So yeah, I freaking love that crap and I'm all into it. So that's what's happening. Oh, and this got me to, ins- this is the other thing. This got me in- to install, um, the trading company on Mars. Is it Mars Trading Company? Uh, I know you're talking about Mars. Like there's a plant, not planet-based company. It's, it is. It's, a, yeah. Uh, have you played Surviving Mars at all? Yeah, that game's also great. And currently free. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Last week it was free on Epic. It's now long, no longer free, but um, I already had it on Steam. That game's great. Oh, Surviving okay. Mars is great. It's another good one, but yeah, Here but it is. a little off, more off, Off-World Trading Company. That's the one. Um made by those dudes that used to work on Civ. Anyway, uh, I installed that again because it put me off at first because it's so ba- it's so focused on the economics of what you're doing and not, you know, I don't know. Just it's all about trading and 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 money and like mine the stuff and then sell a ton of it sort of thing and then compete with your competitors and and that sort of stuff. Um and I think I'm going to play that because it's on sale right now. Um but I think I'm going to play that because uh like, holy shit, I'm just in the mood. What's wrong with me? I do this. I don't know why I do this. And then in two weeks, I'll be sick of it. And I don't want to do any of it anymore. What was your nice. big uh, takeaway? What was what was the top of the cream of the crop? Oh, I'm glad you, you said that. Because what's the point of all this if I didn't come away with one that was awesome, right? That's a good point. Minus the uh, sandbox mode that they're adding to Nebuchadnezzar. I think that might have been my pick. Because that is a faithful ass version of one of those games. Um, and it's brand new. So had have if that update was already in, I might be saying that to you, John. But instead, I will say Anno eighteen hundred is probably the most fleshed out thing I played. It's very good. It's a little different. It's not quite the impressions games model, so the gameplay is a little bit different. 
but not that different. It's a little more resource intensive. There's, you know, if you play the campaign, there's a lot of story shit to go through. Um, but the guy who play, you know, that guy we like in Rat Game, that's uh, I'll get you sig- with a oh, Sigma Salt Spire. Yeah, him. He's a voice in it. He's the he's the evil Baron who's trying to screw you. <laughs> that sound about right. <laughs> yep. Yeah, it fits. So let me quaff this potion. (laughs) I mean, honestly, this is how weird I am. I used to play Age of Empires 1 and Age of Empires 2, not as RTSs, but as city builders because I missed those impressions games so much. I used to do this, too. I'd build a wall and then I would put uh, towers and then I'd do a wall behind the set of towers. It was more than anybody could ever get through in those games. So I was just free to build the city and it'd be like, oh, you're under attack. Who cares? They're never going to get through. There are too many towers. There are too many walls. They will never be able to breach this city. Yeah, Uh, I did the same thing. That's hilarious. We 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 did it for the same reason. Like, I really enjoyed the city building part of it. I love how it looked and how orderly it was and how, you know, I could just make rad looking cities with a castle in the middle and all these houses lined up and. Just love that stuff. Well, that's what these games are, but they're focused on that. Some of them have some elements of, you know, combat, but you can turn all that shit off. Um, unless it's good, I guess. But anyway, I'm going to I'm gonna keep at those until I'm fully satiated. And what would really do it for me is this damn Pharaoh thing to come out like now. So hurry up. That's what I'm saying. All right. Enough about all the bullshit I played. Hey, John, you're playing Near Automata again. I assume this is the Game Pass one, right? I saw it on there. Is that a thing? It is. So uh, so I guess Nier Automata, I didn't know this, had a notoriously bad PC port. And mm. I didn't know that it was well, well known for not being a great port of the game. It has now come out on Game Pass, uh, the Become as Gods edition, which is supposed to fix a lot of the issues that existed with the initial release. Um, however, because I'm extremely lazy and also didn't want to wake up the baby sleeping next to me, I didn't have a controller plugged into my PC, so I downloaded and installed it from my computer to try it there and didn't want to wake up the baby, so I'm actually playing it on my Xbox Series X. Um, And that game is really good. I mean, we've talked about it before. I really liked it before. I really like it now. Um, As I move, you know, through stuff I've already technically played, but uh, that story has some really cool stuff in it. Um, there's a lot I really like mechanically about it. Just even weird things. It's, it's the closest any other game I think I've ever played has come to having that Kojima weirdness built into the game because there's, there's literally a point in that game right after you finish the first mission where they say, okay, uh, you know, to be, we're bringing your systems back up online. Oh, it looks like your audio systems are muted. And they take you into the PC, or not the PC, but the the audio menu for the game. Mm -hmm. And voice volume is currently set to zero. Mm. And they go, okay, you're going to turn that up. Turn that up till you hear me. And then you just start turning it up. And then the guy's going, can you hear me? Mm -hmm. Can you hear me? And it's like, what is this point? They send you to an options menu to turn on your ability to self-destruct. And it's that like same weirdness that you got in Metal Gear Solid games that is just really kind of cool in this world. Mm-hmm. Um, the only thing I don't like about that game that's still really a glaring issue with for me that I'm having a hard time getting over, and it, it's actually prevalent in a lot of Japanese games, is there's just so many menus, I start to feel overwhelmed. 
and I get lost in them because you you just go down this rabbit hole of like, okay, let me look at my inventory. It's mm. like, okay, do you want to pick your favorite weapon sets or do you want to pick individual weapon sets? Do you want to equip them? Do you want to customize them? Do you want to bind them to this? I'm just like, I'm like eight menus in when all I just needed is what do I have equipped? Do I have anything better? Mm-hmm. And uh, I think if I can get past that and if I can get past the installing mods for your character screen yeah. which is extremely daunting yeah. uh i can i can go and and that game seems just incredibly creative and cool it um, is good I, I, I played a lot of that last year on pc i didn't finish but um you're making me want to go back to it i thought it was it was pretty cool and i don't even like all those like anime tropes but they kind of work for me in that game for some reason there's something stark and weird about that world and you know you know me and apocalyptic stuff, so it kind of it kind of yeah, fed fed into what I it's like about that. Almost a hint of like the game hates the anime tropes along with you, and somehow that makes it okay. Yeah, because like it has this very idealized hmm. like, oh, these are the androids we created to defend humanity, and you uh, there's just this neat little nuance very early on in the game where everybody's you know, you know, these characters are robots and they're fighting other robots, but these are fighting on the benefit of humanity and they've just died and been resurrected because they got in an impossible situation and everybody's saluting and like for the good of humanity and doing the salute. And you just see your character like clenching their fist trembling while they do it. Mm. And it's like, Oh man, like this is a cool world. Like they kind of, they kind of hate what they are and it, it just, <laughs> Of course, we made them look like stupid, weird anime girls to defend our planet. Like yeah. it's just a, it's just an interesting thing. I, I love the way that storytelling goes, and it's actually made me want to get back into Final Fantasy, uh, fourteen, mm. because I know that the director for Near, uh, is the director for the newest expansion, or what was at the time the newest expansion. Yeah, don't and they I'm have really they have a whole dungeon with that theme in there, right? Like a whole Near Autumn. Yeah, movie. I guess. 2B is in it. Yeah. You actually run into her. So <laughs> so weird. <laughs> so weird. I love that they do that though. Like what a weird thing. They're like, yeah, we do an MMO. We're going to do an expansion. We're going to base it around something that's not even Final Fantasy. Bring in a director. And I don't know if you heard this, Scott. They said they would want to do that for World of Warcraft. Really? Yes. They said we would love to do a Warcraft crossover. And I was like, Oh man, Blizzard do will never it. do it, but I would love it if They'd they did. They never it. do it, but I'd yeah. be so for it. It'd be so interesting to see. Yeah. This would be like if Blizzard was doing this, it'd be like you running into Nova or something, like actual Nova on a raid and having her go, Oh yes, from my dimension we kill Zerg and here you are fighting the Lich King or whatever. Like you'd have you'd have that's that's having the near people in this raid is a lot like that. It's very odd. Very weird. Anyway, well, that's cool. I like that game. I should get back to it. I didn't like all the invisible walls. If I had a complaint, it'd be that. Lots yeah. of places it looks like you should be able to go there, and you can't. And I hate that in games. I hate it. Like, if you're going to have that, at least have the world reflect that that's an impossible place for me to go. Instead, you give me places that I could easily jump over if it was really there. And instead, it says, oh, visible wall. You can't do that. I hate that. It drives me crazy. Um, all right. We talked about Loop Hero. Oh, Heroes of the Storm. I've heard of that. Mm-hmm. That's a game. Yeah. How's that going? I played that this week. Yeah. Ah, same old, same old. Yeah. Get in there, play some games, have a good time. Yeah. I'm glad you're having a good time. <laughs> Not much to say about it, but I just, that's what I played this past week. So 
Well, it's nice. <laughs> on that on that note, let's play this. That's a good question. We got a question about Heroes of the Storm, and then yeah. this will be fun to answer. It says, uh, "Hey guys, this person's name is Pernilius G." Oh, yeah, the rapper, I guess, or I don't know. He says, "Hey guys, you uh, should have a little mini heroes tournament on Twitch sometime for old times' sake." Says Pernilius G, or as he wrote, "Here, I'll read it just the way he wrote it." You should you should have a little mini heroes tournament on Twitch sometime for all the time sacks. For all uh-huh. time sacks. I think he I, meant old times' sake. A, he wrote all time sacks. All no all times sacks. Anyway. All time sacks. Oh, it this looks is, intentional. Maybe for like, old time sex. Old time sex. He put an extra D in uh, old. I don't know what's going on there, but uh, I would be so bad at heroes if I tried to play it right now. Oh my gosh! That I feel be... it feels like riding a bike a little bit though. Don't you think? Like you'd pick it right up and. I don't know. It's been so long since I played it that I I don't know. I'm still at the stage where I'm like, surely I can't ride a bike anymore. <laughs> so. I know people always say that, but then how? when's the last time they tried to ride a bike <laughs> to see if they still know how? You're like, wait uh, a minute. I'm going to put a bar of metal between my crotch and just hop straight up? Yeah, it seems And intense. magically go? I, they you, say it's easy, but I'm going to try this. This mm-hmm. seems bad. You haven't ridden a bike in a while? I haven't ridden a bike in a while. No. Yeah, it's been a few years for me, too, but I remember I was biking like... Right around the time I think we were starting the show, I was biking, like trying to get some in every day. And I remember, but it would have been a while. You get, you get, you get it back into it. If you could do it before, you can, you can get. Are back you going to get into it after the uh, things warm up a little bit? You going to ride again? Oh hell yeah, for sure. I need to get moving of some kind. I need to get some kind of movement. This winter's kind of <laughs> yeah run me over hardcore. So I'm definitely looking. It's low impact. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, it doesn't hurt your knees. It's kind of nice. Uh, the balance part sucks and stationary bikes suck. You, you don't I hate stationary. You don't get to bikes. see the world around you, you know. It's just yeah, yeah. so like spin class, let me tell you my idea of a nightmare. Spin class. F that. F that. I mean, that, maybe if there's something fun going on while you're doing it, I could all like, those classes are somebody's like, "Yo, yo, yo, let's spin around." Like, but they're know, all lined up fun. with bikes and there's a lady up front going, "All right, now we're going to do a hill." Give me everything you got. Then you're just riding as fast as you can and then sweating all over each other. And it's a nightmare. I hate spin class. Maybe, maybe some people like the shared. It's motivating to be around people, you know? Yeah, probably. For I feel some. like they should just, you know, put on HBO or something and be like, come to spin class. We're watching Game of Thrones. Like, yeah. No, they might that be accidents when, they, when they see the herpes penis. They'll Her- want to be like, "Wow!" And there'll be accidents. They're like, how did you manage accidents on a stationary bike? Yeah, <laughs> we showed the herpes penis. Oh, that'll get you. Every yeah, time. that'll get you every they time. Flipped over the handlebars. Yeah, <laughs> it's old herpes. I don't know. It, t- it takes for this guy. Sorry, we're talking about herpes penis, and I don't know if that was in pre-show <laughs> or not. So there might be no context for anyone listening. <laughs> Just randomly talking about. I don't remember, yeah, I don't remember when we brought um, that up, but. But it takes some work to put that stuff together. I'm sure there's enough people in our community that still be into it that we could make a mini tournament. But uh, uh, it's hard. You know, we play games together. That's how this whole thing started. I I feel like it's been a week since the last time we played anything together. So it's yeah, which is not true. Tough enough so even long. getting together. Yeah, it's really mm-hmm. hard. Uh, but also, you know, if if what he means is less of a tournament, more just us playing heroes for a couple of hours, I'd love to do that. It's been a while. Yeah. I could enjoy that. I want to see, and I'll bet John picks it right up. I'll bet he's not. I bet he hasn't lost a step. Is my guess. Yeah, 
Just play, just play Jaina. Just play Artanis. Two button Tarius. Yeah. yeah, I could probably still Artanis. Some heroes have been updated. Yeah, there's lots of changes, so there's probably something new and exciting to check out. I mean, that's when I was playing it. You know, part of it, the fun was seeing the new stuff. You know, sure. Yeah, it's been a while for me. I need to get in there. So thank you, Pernelius G. Keep on uh, rapping too. Keep rhyming. You're you're a great MC. Uh, all right, that's it for emails. Talk to the core at gmail.com. That's talk to the core at gmail.com for your email uh, messages that you send us. <laughs> Couldn't think of what they were called. Please send us more because we love them. Uh, it's going to do it for the show, I believe. Now, a reminder this entire enterprise brought to you by you at patreon.com slash core show. If you've never been there before, you're missing out. You get lots of benefits for doing this. And, uh, you also just get the really cool feeling of supporting your favorite video game show. So go check it out and see what's available to you as a member at patreon.com slash core show for everything else. We're at frogpants.com slash core. You can find us wherever you get your podcasts and uh, don't forget to follow us on Twitter. Give John a follow at John underscore Jagger. You can find me at Scott Johnson, Bo at Bo Schwartz and keep your ears open for a new Chris Metzen interview going up probably on this feed, the instance feed, a couple other feeds Tuesday as they get ready to launch their big product from their first big product from War Chief Gaming. You can more uh, get more details at warchiefgaming.com. But we had a rad conversation today that I can't wait for people to hear. And if you really like D&D and tabletop gaming, you are absolutely going to want to check that out. John's only going to hate one part of it, and it has to do with deserts. So tune in and find out more about <laughs> deserts. <laughs> I guess, I'll, you know what? Spoiler alert. Uh, he feels like I do about desert settings, which is I love them, and so does he. So I just hate sand; it's rough and coarse, and it gets everywhere. Yeah, you're. Mm, listen, Anakin, I love you, John. <laughs> All right, that's gonna do it for the show. Yeah, win the weight of my heart, making prequel. That's right, references. prequel references for the guy here who likes the prequels. Speaking of which, Bo, anything you want to say before we cut out? Uh, hello there. Nice blueberries down. Or one, no, sorry. Jump bow one, blueberry zero. That's what I'd say because he ate that whole bowl while we did the show. Uh, John, any final words of wisdom from a budding new father? Uh, you know, PPTPs are highly recommended, <laughs> but they don't really work the way you would expect them to. Yeah, like that. It, I still don't think I've really figured out how they work. They either seem too small or too big. So we're just kind of in a pray for no spray kind of method and it's working out mostly okay <laughs> pray for no spray you put it over your wiener where the kid's getting changed so he doesn't pee all over you <laughs> not your wiener kids wiener the kids wiener because kids girls wiener. girls and boys are different girls may pee while they're on the table but they don't always have the trajectory that you're concerned with when it's a boy the boy's got you know a full uh, yeah. I think I peed in my dad's mouth once when I was I heard a story <laughs> wow it goes it goes it goes in a random direction yeah so, so the, the, the idea is it's a little cloth that you put over the area while you're changing them to prevent pee from you know going someplace that you don't want it to go but mm. like nothing's holding it up and you're trying to change a baby and babies wiggle and you're moving them and you're trying to wipe butts and stuff like that and yep. it falls off immediately it, it, it isn't like a cup or something like why wouldn't you just strap like a 
an air mask or, or even just like a COVID filter. Yeah, like, that's not hard. Wouldn't that be more effective yeah. than, than whatever it is that's you're talking about? I can't even it visualize what you're talking about. It would be more effective, yes. No, the, the method we currently use is, oh shit, and then we just try to aim for something that isn't him or us. Yeah, that's or, a good idea. I mean, just get a hose, like, well, you know, and, and then have it into a bucket. Yeah, no, that's not for weird boy, at, all. at least. Yeah, can, that's not weird at all. Putting your kid's wiener in a hose and then aiming <laughs> yeah. it at a bucket. It's not weird. I mean, you're wiping his butt. I mean, it's whatever. Yeah, whatever. What's a hose? It, this is not. Yeah. This is not about the wiener and the hose. It's about what's going on with the excrement. <laughs> like, you're managing the excrement. Yeah. If I learn anything from city builders, the excrement's got to go somewhere. It has to go somewhere or you're all going to get sick in the middle of your town. That's all right. right. That's yeah. going to do it. Thank you Hilarious. all for listening. I'm really glad we had this last moment together. <laughs> Uh, Join us next time for more right here on CORE. We'll see you then. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Yes. Get more at frogpants.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.